It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 65. Time and the Ronnie. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jelly, baby? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. Reverse the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a unity. It's like a person. The resulting reaction is fighting. Are ready? Welcome, Welcome back, back to the, to the old, old Doctor, Doctor Who, Who show, show, your, your classic, tri-weekly, classic Doctor Who review podcast. I'm Dan. All right, We're well, trying something new, guys. Pretty clear. That was good. You guys got all that? People complain that we talk over ourselves too much, so I think if we just, if that's all we do, we'll be very. If we'll good just at talk over each other the entire. If we talk over <laughs> each other enough, we'll come onto the other side of each other, mm. and then we'll be clear again. So Dan, it'll be fine. Dan, hey. is that a keeper? Are we keeping that? I don't care. All right. <laughs> Who cares? Sure. This is what. This is number what sixty five. This is number sixty five. Lucky number sixty five. Uh, how are you, Dan? How, how have your three weeks been? I'm good. I'm a little jet-lagged. You I, are, uh, because you've come from the uh, uh, Midnight Sun. The land of ice and fire. Yeah, he's yeah. from uh, Iceland. I was in Iceland for a week. Which how was, was it? It was awesome, man. It was really, really cool. I kind of had an idea what to expect. Um, the weather wasn't the best. It was it was kind of uh, like really changeable the entire time, but... 50 and rainy a lot of it but then it would clear up and be beautiful but we had really changeable like i you were just constantly changing outfits I yeah, remember, yeah yeah I imagine yeah. you have like 60 changes a day once i got there i just put everything in my suitcase on and just start peeling <laughs> things off as the weather changed um but no it was, it was absolutely gorgeous and then for two of the days it was beautifully sunny and that was one day that we we had rented a car and we just drove for 12 hours listen to cigarettes and <laughs> and uh sugar cubes and uh a lot of bjork no actually i listened to literally no sugar cubes or bjork because i thought that would be too on the nose yeah um but those are literally the only music that they have there um but no it was it was absolutely gorgeous we did get to see some aurora borealis and um, was it wonderful it was very cool it was not anywhere we're not near the height of when it's when it happened so it wasn't like the whole dancing lights in the sky thing it was a lot of staring at the darkness and be like is that it and then all oh, of a really? sudden it would kind of come in it was like this green ball of light and then it was this huge streak across the sky it was very cool what was weird is it actually shows up better in pictures than it does it also to the looks eye better right now. yeah it looks better if you're on dmt uh, that's oh no, actually, no no i just did yeah. peyote dmt okay. is the way because <laughs> oh, this lasted for three days you don't even need to out. open your eyes uh eyelids <laughs> and you get all of it i just have my eyelids taped open yep and then the little way. time traveling uh, elves come out and they uh they, they really right. told me what's up yeah, yeah. it's funny thing yeah. about iceland i've always wanted to go to iceland and it's you a always go it's a running family joke here because years ago i don't know if it was my birthday or something my wife handed me a pamphlet about going to Iceland and it was like we're going to go to Iceland and she had made a deposit in the bank and we were going to save up for these tickets it was like the best gift ever and awesome. then life just happened and all the money went to bills or debts or whatever uh, then we had children and now I'm not going anywhere near Iceland so I like to 
you're like a great poster child for not having kids. You know, it's yeah. just, I imagine, I don't know if this is the way your life is. I just uh-huh. imagine there's just money everywhere and <laughs> wine and everybody's having fun and it's relaxed and there's traveling and it just sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's really great. However, when I need to go into a nursing home. Oh, you're screwed. <laughs> I'm screwed. I'm yeah. so screwed. I mean, your, your kids are your retirement plan and we're just not saving at all, apparently. No. So that's not working out. But hey. Living the now, man. We could all explode in uh, the next day or two. So I think, I think in the the grand scheme of things, with the way we're going, I think you may end up winning. Yeah. Although I think my <laughs> we kids all lose. will. Yeah, my kids will help forage uh, for items after the apocalypse when we're oh, all that's great. sort of wearing our our uh, shoulder pads and. Do you have the feathers. whole Mad Max series like on a loop for them just to know what's coming? Oh yeah, so they can train. <laughs> you know, it won't be as cool as Mad Max. It'll just be so. We'll all just be. Uh, Stuck. Uh, no, it'll be Water World. Ugh. It's like all it's mid-level, horrible. mid-level management world. <laughs> where, where, like, the apocalypse isn't at all just looking for gasoline. It's just looking for old fax machines. Just, <laughs> Stop yeah. flogging your script for mid- middle management <laughs> world. We're both tired, too. I should point out that it is 8.45. Dan is oh, we're early. You know, AM, like, so folks. for him, he's maybe... What I've would been it up be for three you? hours. Uh, it's... Early afternoon. Okay, so it's early afternoon for for me. I'm tired because last night I was like, hey, it's 11 o'clock. I'm going to watch Carrie uh, from 1976, the Brian Obama one. Hey, uh, this is not that podcast, but um, are you watching uh, Castle Rock at all? No, I know. I've been been told that from my brother-in-law as well. I'll uh, I'll check it out. You like Stephen King or... I do like Stephen. You read his books, a lot of his books. No, or? I mean I've read. People have all tuned out of our podcast. It doesn't matter. We're gonna jump to it. Soon, I've guys. Don't read worry. like I haven't talked to him in a while. The the talisman and great one. Shining I'm gonna reread that. And yeah. the gunslinger. Any of those? No, I didn't read the gunslinger. Those, those were all great. supposed to be great. I read Doctor Sleep and The yeah. Shining. I said that already. I I probably read like four or five of his books, but I the missed sta- all the never big the stand. Ones. Never yeah. read the stand. Never read it. Never read Tommy Knockers. Yeah. Never read. Uh, I'm just now just thinking of. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Cujo. I pretty uh, much only uh, <laughs> concentrated on books that Emilio Estevez had appeared in. So it's the uh, what was the one where the Mac machine tells him the f off and there's the truck with the oh, yeah. goblin face on it. Shoot, that's if you know uh, the name of that movie. That's from a short story, though. That's yeah, it's uh, from one of the, it Overdrive, Maximum Overdrive, Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, because uh, that's Dude, the that... best kind of overdrive to get when you can get yeah. all of the overdrive. Uh, right, Minimum overdrive is the, just no fun. Let's jump in time in the Ronnie because we're going to spiral into delirium. <laughs> all right, hit the button, buddy. There's a bicentennial refit of the TARDIS to book in. Let's just pop over to Center I-7, and then perhaps a quick holiday. Right, that all seems quite clear. Just three small points. Where am I? Who am I? And who are you? The Rani! Stay back! This is idiotic! You'll injure yourself! Why should you care? Since you were exiled from Gallifrey, you've had nothing but contempt for all other Time Lords. My contempt started long before my exile. And what do you want with me? And where's Mal? She's perfectly safe, but how long she remains so depends on you. You're up to something. Perhaps I'll find the answer on this. You won't recognize the planet. It's Lacertia. And there's no evidence that it's ever been graced by your meddling presence. You're trying to deflect me. So the answer is on here. 
parks. One up, one down, one strange matter. That asteroid is composed of strange matter. What monstrous experiment are you dabbling in now? This is Time and the Ronnie. This is the first serial of the 24th, the 24th season, Dan. Has it felt like it's been the 24th season like for a really long time? And this is only the first one. Is that me? Is that right? I thought it was, is it 24? Yes, it's 24. I think Yeah, no, I mean. Whatever. Uh, this no. is written by Pip. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> written by Pip and Jane Baker. Uh, we've been, they're now becoming a regular team here in Doctor Who world. Yep. Uh, directed by Andrew Morgan. Mm. Uh, the TARDIS is brought down to the planet Lacertia uh, by the renegade Time Lord, the Ronnie, who we had seen previously in another Ronnie story. Uh, now, the Ronnie, <laughs> the Ronnie and her army of multi-eyed tea traps uh, have—is that how you pronounce it? Doesn't matter. Yeah, have taken traps. control of the planet and forced its inhabitants, the Lacertians, uh, to help her collect geniuses for her glass menagerie and perhaps woo some gentlemen callers in the process. It's Blurosis. Uh, well, really, she only uh, uses one of the Lacarians uh, for help. Everyone else seems to be partying down in the center of leisure, uh, which is not to be confused with the Leisure Hive, which no, had that no. great fourth dimensional tennis we remember. Yep. That's the place to be. But if you can't make it there, go to the center of leisure. Uh, the Ronnie's plan is simple. Scour the universe for the best <laughs> minds that can be then uploaded into a comically sized space brain and make that brain think of an alternative substance for strange matter. But it has to be light enough to load in a rocket, but still capable of destroying a strange matter asteroid as it, as it approaches the solstice, in quotes. Uh, and you know what happens when a strange matter substitute destroys strange matter. Obviously, the explosions will result in the blanketing of the planet's atmosphere with chronons until it forms a delicious shell, uh, while at the same time the gamma rays would make that giant brain bigger and bigger, filling up everything between the planet in the shell until it formed a super big giant brain, uh, or as the kids like to call it, a time manipulator. Dan, what did you think of Time and the Ronnie? I'm just going to sit back for a second and, and applaud you on that, that delicious intro. That was fantastic. I think it, Thank pretty, you for it was summary. a pretty easy plan. It was pretty uh, straightforward. Clear, I think. It was like A, B, C, you're Nothing done. Nothing could go wrong no, in that no. whole series of events. There wasn't any one area no. where if something went wrong. Uh, it was the most obvious path to do it. I mean, it yeah. totally made sense. Yeah. Um, I was prepared to really dislike this. Um, because we got a lot of feedback. By the way, thank you for all the feedback. We're going to spend about three hours at the end of the show reading everything you guys sent to us. We it heard more great. about this story than any other story, it feels for like. For sure. I think that's absolutely true. But a lot of people just saying, I'm not watching it. We got a couple of people that are like, love your show, I'm out. You know, yeah. there was like yeah. that was where they were drawing the line is the fact that we're doing these uh, episodes. I, however, did not feel that way. I, uh, it. I, I actually liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Um, there, were, there were some weird... I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get it. The, the plot itself was super convoluted. I love seeing um, Kate Amara back as the Ronnie. She's just fantastic. And she got to do so much. Um, her Mel impression uh, is fantastic. <laughs> uh, she's great. Seeing the, the way that Sylvester McCoy kind of leapt right into the role at first and then kind of 
went off the rails a little bit, but that was that was very cool to see for me. Um, yeah, there, there, overall, it was actually a decent, not great, but I think it was a decent story. Um, but we'll get into that. Eric, what did you think about it? I'm not as positive, I think, okay. as you. I didn't, th- I, I also, and this is the viewers or the listeners of our podcast tainted my view of it because yeah. I had no idea of whether I'd like it or not. And then we kept seeing, I kept seeing tweets or comments or people talking about how terrible it was. So I was like, okay, well, how bad is it going to be? And then I watched it and I was like, eh, it's pretty bad. Uh, so they're not <laughs> wrong, I think. Uh, it feels just in terms of the way the show feels, it really feels like the 80s. Whereas before it was like, okay, Colin Baker stuff was like, oh, this is the 80s. But from that CGI new opening with the lasers and then the new fonts and the video video generation of, and, and, and this is a long time ago, the effects aren't there. They are not. So who cares if they're using them? But it really dates it in that sense where everything goes from sort of a gritty sort of film like feel to this glossy kind of gross like video is not a pleasant format no that's true someone actually let us know that uh we should enjoy the film while we had it because it was going to go all to video and that's it's yeah and it feels kind of corny and now we see a lot of that because everybody's you know into the 80s these days so people are intentionally making stuff look Sort of that way, either as a goof right. or ironically or um, as a nostalgia thing. But in any case, so that sort of set me off a little bit, not in a negative way, but it was like, okay, well, it show well, feels a little bit different. Let's and, start there, though. Can we can we talk about just the, the titles real quick? I mean... Yeah, hate them. The, hated, hated. The music, I couldn't stand. Uh, that arrangement, it was all done on a synthesizer. The arrangement was just, was not great. I really didn't like it. I didn't enjoy the music. I didn't enjoy the the typography, the treatment of any of that. The the logo, no, the even... spinning TARDIS coming in. As soon I, I five notes into it, five seconds in the title, I was, I I just couldn't stand it. I mean, I'm glad they tried something different because why not? The show was almost you know headed for the scrap heap. So sure, let's try something. But that was yeah, uh, I didn't like it. I, I like the. You know, I'm used, it's what I'm used to. I don't like change, but like, I like going into the sort of that single point perspective with the universe coming at you and you're going down the time tunnel versus now we were coming down, it was like panning down and following the TARDIS and the dumb laser spinning. And and that was also only in the first one, right? We didn't see all the lasers and stuff because this had, this is like one of the only times we get a cold open, right? Yeah. Because we see the doctor and i guess we'll have to talk about that yeah as colin baker in in quotes become uh the new doctor um but yeah the whole the whole title thing was just weird and the font the way it was like written by and then the by had was like solid white with the i didn't like any of that yeah no it just was like "Eh." um i feel the same but whatever so that's just sort of a, a it said it set the tone thing. in a way yeah, that, that I, was not I didn't great. Really like. I yeah. I feel I kind of liked Pip and Jane in a lot of the other stories, but but the last two that we've reviewed from them, they seem to skew too much into the slapstick. Mm. Uh, that just makes it dumb. Like there's a number of times where the Doctor, we've seen him like do a point, and the some character yes. looks off, and then he he gets out of the situation. There was, we've seen that before, so they're they're not 
introducing that kind of goofiness into the show, but it feels really tired in this. So the doctor, at one time, I think that Ronnie has him, and he literally points, and she yeah. looks behind her, and he, like, runs away, and that's how he gets out of being captured. He hits someone else with his uh, umbrella to yeah. trip them, and it's just, it's really kind of stupid. I don't know if it was necessarily the, the idea itself. I mean, yeah, it's overused and really hacky, but okay. It, but I the think way the it's execution, executed, yeah, yes. the way it's executed yeah. and the way it's yep. filmed and the way it's edited, it just feels tired. Like, it feels yeah. like they're just trying, nobody cares that much. And, and I'm sure they do care, at least the people making it. Um, but it just felt like, ugh. And, I, and a lot of the people that wrote into us, and we'll get to this at the end, were like, oh, it really feels like a kid show. It feels like a kid show. And it does mm-hmm. feel kind of like a kid show, only in, in a not very, not necessarily a good kid show. Because I don't think saying something's a kid show should necessarily be a negative because there are yeah. wonderful kid shows. It just feels like, well, it's good enough for a 10 year, you know, an eight year old or whatever. So we don't have to put too much effort into making this believable or make sense from a character standpoint. Like, I don't know. It's a little. Yeah. It was a little weird. And whose choice was it to make the Lacrute, what are their name? The uh, Lacrations run with their hands That's at like how a 45 run. degree angle back stiff. I just started laughing Which out is not loud. consistent. Sometimes they run and the guy forgot to do it. Uh, there's a yeah. handful of times towards like part three and part four. But what a weird choice that was. Yeah, it was it started with Sarn, who was the, the woman who was first killed, that we see killed. And she's just running along with her arms back like that, and her kind of her hands kind of flapping behind her. And I just, I thought maybe is that her? But was, nope, nope, that's a real choice. They really decide that's how aliens run on this planet. So, so uh, maybe it's the atmosphere. Um, their their genetics and biography, uh, biology is so much different than ours. Um, well, so we start off like you said with the cold open. Um, starts off with uh, Sylvester McCoy in a blonde clown wig. Uh, yeah. On the ground, he felt uh, like a Marx face. Brothers thing. Like he looks like he's Harpo, Harpo. <laughs> you know. And and his whole shtick too is very Marx Brothers, which I kind of yeah. liked. Um, yeah, I did too. But yeah, keep going. Um, no, so we just start with that cold open. Um, uh, the it, it just for a regeneration story, there just wasn't a whole lot of time spent on the regeneration itself, uh, which is rather surprising to me. Like I said, the the show almost didn't come back. So. I would feel maybe you'd want to either celebrate these things uh, about the show that make it uh, so unique or help catch people up if they, you know, because it was off the air for a while, if they come back and what is this thing? I I can't imagine there's a whole lot of people that wouldn't know what it is, but they just kind of give it very short shrift as we jump in. It's like, yep, you're a new doctor, ready to go. Yeah, I mean, well, in their defense, though, I originally they had planned on doing a full story that would have been colin baker's last hurrah right and, and he, he, he said, countered yeah i want a whole season yeah and they said no yeah he said i'm gone so they sort of had they had to do the regeneration really quick to to have it make sense and they the whole regeneration thing is weird though because we spent uh last doctor where he was homicidal Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent yep. the doctor before that where he had to go in the zero room or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this doctor pops up and he's totally normal. 
and they then then the Ronnie has to inject him with a drug to make him have amnesia. Like it's just weird how each each uh, doctor's regeneration. It's sort of like you know we don't know what it's gonna how the doctor's gonna behave. But he was pretty much which is what I like about that. Yeah, but he was you're he was right. Pretty he much just like kinda... hey, you're the Ronnie. I know who you are. Yeah, I mean, he kind of the first thing he woke up, he wakes up and was like, "That was a refreshing nap," and he's like ready to go, like immediately, without a whole lot, of, a whole lot of the, um, you know, looking in the mirror, look at my ears, that whole thing that the doctors always yeah, do, which there is fine. Is, that's that's there's great. There's that for a second, like he sees and himself then, and he's like, "Who in is the mirror?" That? Yeah, but get rid of all the mirrors and the TARDIS. When yeah. thinking about like the story, it just seemed like it would have been more natural if the Ronnie intentionally forced a regeneration on him knowing he would be sort of easy to manipulate oh. at that point and skip all of the drug part. Like, maybe, yeah. you know, and then she could have been, the first thing he sees could have been her as Mel messing yeah. with him. Yeah. But instead, he sees her, which I guess is to let the audience know who she was so he could say, you're the Ronnie and blah, blah, blah. And then he runs away and then the... Stupid well, I mean, there's so much time. Four eyed thing comes in, and this thing is called time in the Ronnie because I felt like the time was the slowest I've ever seen in one of these shows. Whoa. Oh my god! I remember like watching one part, and I and it was getting late at night. I'm like, how many more minutes? And I was like, four. I'm only four minutes in, and it felt like the show had been going on for 25 minutes already. It, it dragged I, for me a a lot. I think this definitely dragged more than it has in recent episodes, which is crazy considering how much time we spent in courtrooms um, in the past you know, couple right. months here. But no, I, I know what you mean, but I don't feel like it, for me, it was nearly as bad as it has been in, in some previous stories. Um, so, so just back with the re- regeneration briefly, it's not that I necessarily want to see a whole lot of Colin Baker regenerating into um, Seven, that's not really what I wanted to see. I mean, which would have been interesting. I'm sure I would have loved to see that. Um, but it was more just spending time with Seven as he's regenerated um, would have been interesting. But the, we had to jump into this convoluted plot pretty quickly because oh, they yeah, needed and, to and, explain what the heck right. is going on. And that's sort of what I meant. Like, if they had not done the injection, then I think it could have all needed... just been him trying to get used to his body and also try to understand yeah. Mel and... It felt like I think you would have needed more. I think you, if you had Colin Baker uh, reprising at least the beginning uh, of this, that might have worked out better. But eh, I'm not the screenwriter. It's all fine. But uh, I also like the Ronnie a lot. She's a very interesting character. Although she totally reminded me of Diana from V, and I expected any minute she was going to whip out a rat and just you know eat the whole thing. Eat the whole thing. I was waiting for that to happen. But she was the hair and the. She's like a Diana from V, Melania Trump vibe thing going on, uh, mixed in with a little Joan Collins uh, from Dynasty era. And did she have a nose ring? It was. I thought so. I thought, okay. is it a nose ring or is it a mole? But then it caught the light, and it, I think it was like maybe like a bindi or something. It was because it was re- reflective, just like a big sequin on the side of her nose. But she remembered to take it off when she was Mel, so it wasn't like a permanent thing. Right. It was just it was an aesthetic choice. That it goes really well with gigantic shoulder pads. Yeah, she's. A, I, I enjoy her. Uh, I celebrate her whole catalog, so she's she's pretty yeah. cool. And <laughs> it's uh, well, her. So her whole plan is collecting geniuses, right? I talked about that at length in the the apparently primarily Earth. They're geniuses. all. I was going to well, say, are all, they? 
because at the end at the end you're right there's a a whole bunch of walking out it looks like a parade of people yeah it looks like uh it's it's 6 a.m from a rave and everyone's just sort of coming (laughs) out from the night before who hasn't Uh, been there there's someone that maybe is an alien but i think you see like cleopatra and like there's like it's mo it seems like it's mostly humans Seven, I, I agree. Seven says, you know, ladies and gentlemen and others this way. And so I think we're led to believe that there are other alien species. But after the Ronnie it, previous episode, she denigrates how ridiculous Earth is and that she's going to go back to the Cretaceous era, era and start over again and fix all the horrible um, uh, mistakes that happened to time from her point of view and, and make it perfect because the dinosaurs didn't have their tr- Whatever. So, so earth is both stupid in a backwater but also the place where she can find all of the geniuses that she would need i don't see why she wouldn't just capture more time lords if she was able to yeah i also don't see why if she was spending all this time creating a super brain why not find a way to upload her her own consciousness into it she's a time lord they went to university together she knows all this stuff it wasn't her specialty yeah, that part her specialty doesn't... was potions or something but i don't understand why she couldn't have not had to get into the machine but still uploaded her i don't know well that idea is brought up um urak uh the multi-eyed beast which yes. should have just stuck with one eye and made him a cyclops because his eyes on the sides and the back were so dumb you didn't like those huh i didn't like those i thought that was super <laughs> corny um but he's like oh mistress and i do love side note here their relationship yeah. Because he just throws all of these compliments on her, and she's constantly eye, eye rolling to the audience yeah. and like looking off. Says, "Ugh, the here goes this guy." But yeah. he suggests that she goes into the uh, machine herself, and he'll run the thing. And she's like, "Yeah, I bet you would." And then she right. just—that's it. You know, that's it. Right. Right. Um, right. But I—I I was impressed by Sarn, who is the daughter, yep. who was like, "What do we call this one?" And she's like, "Einstein." And she knew exactly how to spell it. She would typed oh, yeah. it in, and the name appeared right on the thing. So I was impressed with Sarn. Uh, R.I.P. Sorry that you had to die with the ultimate. Can you imagine buying wow. that machine? It's like, hey, do you want to stop somebody? Yeah. Do you want to have them hit a tripwire? And then they're encased in a sphere. But that's not it. The sphere's going to shoot in the sky. But that's and not it. Spin, then spin, it's going to spin. And then it's going to hit uh, hit something and explode. And what? apparently rip all of their flesh off, leaving their skeleton perfectly intact. Oh, what That's a, what it does. It's an amazing multi-step, device. Multi-step uh, trap system she had set up. And it, it, it has just... to be reset, so I imagine there's a lot of uh, wires and things you have to pull back. But that, I thought Why that was very cool. Why can't we use good old-fashioned hand grenades or mines? You know, just landmines. She did the whole tree landmine thing before. That that was perfect. Just reuse those. You had them in stock. Just use those. <laughs> but no, she had to go with an elaborate spinny snow globe. It's, which, well, that's what I mean. Like, this episode is so goofy. And, like, I loved the... Ronnie dressed up as Mel was simultaneously incredibly stupid. Yes. And also awesome. Because Perfectly it felt awesome. like a mom going undercover to try to buy pot at a party. Like where she's <laughs> like, hey kids, I'm cool. Hey, you guys into pot or whatever. Like her whole thing, because I don't know. It was it was like, where are we are we really doing this? We're really doing this. Really doing it. Was it. Fun. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed that. I mean she, but it was incredibly dumb too. It's all <laughs> it made no I mean I mean I guess it made sense. It was fine she didn't actually need to dress up like mel at all because he didn't just the wig he she just needed the red hair and the squeaky voice and that's all um 
because he had no idea who she was and didn't remember what she was wearing. So there was no need for that. But I'm glad to see that there are multiple uh, outfits set aside with the white pants and the shirt that goes all the way through to the pants to the sh- to the shoes. I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's a unitard underneath there, the matching shirt and, and well, leg here's, warmer here's look. the other thing. Uh, how does the Ronnie know her name is Mel? Yeah, I mean, well, she may she knows what she what she's wearing because in the cold she opening, yeah, she sees. And maybe I'm getting this wrong, but I thought that when the doctor comes to, she says, "I'm Mel," before he calls her Mel. I think that's so. How does, yes, I how think does that's she right. even know her identity, her name? Is she able to? Was she eavesdropping on the TARDIS? And how is she able to do that? So well, so that she they crashed the TARDIS. She crashed their TARDIS and goes in and collects just the Doctor leaving Mel behind. Presumably, she could have read whatever she wanted to on the TARDIS at that point. So I'm not. Yeah, that does, so that's not a thing. Her lock, it's kind of a silly. Is their names written on her locker? I don't think that's the thing that's that's crazy. The fact that, that she, was she just leaves able, Mel there is kind of weird. silly because right becoming Mel or impersonating Mel is a huge part of her plan. Her plan. Don't so, just leave her. Yeah. What if she wanders in and now there's two Mel's? It just right. seems like come on. Um, but how did she? How did the Rana get the TARDIS there on that planet? She had a gun. It was, remember the doctor picks it up. Well, don't confuse it with the gun that shoots sparkles. No, we'll uh, get I to wish that they had too. a t-shirt cannon gun as well that you got Ronnie <laughs> shoots, or something. It shoots glitter and a, a roll-up t-shirt at your face. All right, but you're saying no, the gun she, that shot down the, the TARDIS The TARDIS, because the doctor picks it up at one point and says, oh, this could, I mean, basically says this could, you know, pull a TARDIS out of flight or blah, 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 whatever he says. So, I mean, that's a weird thing to have. It's a weird thing to exist. The, the TARDIS, did they have to be flying directly overhead? Yeah. How did I mean, she get there, them there? There's really or no there... explanation of how she lures the TARDIS into that part of the universe to if, take if the indeed, shot. If indeed they needed to be in that part of the universe, could they have been literally anywhere in the universe and that gun just brought them? I don't, it's just such right, a weird yeah, it, thing. Yeah, does it shoot at any point in time? Right. And then draw them through. I don't think it's like a time corridor gun or something where you would shoot and then they would be pulled so, to where you are. So you were saying, like, uh, just a small tangent to that. You were saying in the cold open, as the, the CG TARDIS is flying through and the lasers are hitting it, that's actually not part of the open. That's actually part of the story. Yeah. That's what's I happening. I, I try to remember is that like how they're getting part there? two, part three, and part four. I don't think we saw that bit. I do skip the titles of that part. Okay. I jump past yeah, the I previously. Yeah, I think you only get that in the first one. And then the second one, it just, it's just maybe it's a spinning star field TARDIS and, and into the star field. Okay. Because yeah, so it would make sense every single show we're going to watch lasers shooting. Well, ex- we'll see we what happens do that, in the next storyline. Right, but we do that in the tunnel. We do that in uh, maybe the ninth Doctor. No, sorry, maybe the tenth or eleventh Doctor. One of their the title sequences. It's all that you know, lightning bolts hitting them as they're flying through the time vortex. So I thought this was like the new Who stuff was kind of a reference back to this. But if you're what you're saying is that's actually just part of the story. Yeah, I think it's only on is the that first the gun one. shooting it or it's just so strange that's that fine. that's how that happens. <laughs> It doesn't make it. It just doesn't. <sighs> I, it's that's what a I weird mean. That's plan. why I, I no am sense. surprised you like this as much as you did. I did. I, I enjoyed the the. 
I liked, well, a lot of it just relies on the Ronnie. I just love her performance yeah, she, she so much. Good. And I love her generation story. So I was very um, interested to see what Sylvester McCoy was going to do with Seven, just to see what that character starts turning into. It, it kind of soured a little bit on me because he gets very mopey. And he says at one point, like, maybe this is my personality now. He's just yeah, very... but I... And just so much for a while there. Just so emo. <laughs> it was, like, it was oh. super emo, but I actually was going to say I like that a lot. I thought oh, okay. his doctor... As a contrast? ...has so yeah. much potential for being wonderful. Yeah, I think We'll so. see if it goes there. I don't know if it'll go there. Yeah. But I kind of like that he was being mopey, but then referencing it, too. Like, he was sort of aware of it, and it became charming, and he was able to do it in a way that I think Colin Baker couldn't. No, I don't uh, think so either. Although, you know, they were totally different. Colin Baker's literally trying to kill his companion. That's where he starts. Um, yep. But I kind of liked, and I liked his, you know, that we have those sort of fan service scenes where he tries on all the different outfits of the what did you think of that previous doctors. I thought that was funny. And the fact yeah. that his, the outfit he chooses is sort of like a combination of elements from each of the previous doctors that we'd seen. So that was sort of, he's got the scarf, yeah. he's got the... He's got the, the sweater that has the question marks instead yeah. of the lapel that has the question marks on it. The jacket was reminiscent, jacket and the, and the scarf coming over kind of reminiscent of four and five together in a way. Yeah, I, I, I think that it works actually really well. Uh, anything's better than getting out of that rainbow coat. So yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, so but it was cute. I mean, fine. he just so so the doctor goes and does that whole um, quick change scene, and he's doing puns throughout, uh, which was which was kind of nice. So, what do you a lot think of, puns. of a lot of puns? What do you think of all of his malpropisms that he he goes through throughout the entire story? I'm wondering, like, it was kind of cute as as he goes along. Like every dogma has its day. Those those yeah, were, yeah, yeah. but is, if is that his thing? Is this going to be a thing we? We have to put up with it for the entire I don't run know. of McCoy. I don't. Yeah, I, again, I don't, really tiring. I don't know if that's supposed to just show that he's just regenerated and it's and he would gotten amnesia from the drug and maybe it's a. I think it may thing. be his thing though. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little concerned about we, that. Well, we shall see. We shall see. I mean, people listening were, to this now that know. Uh, are probably laughing uh, because there were several dozen of them throughout, and and they were what I liked about them is that they're not just it's not just that line. He will say that line, and someone else will respond, and then he tags onto it. So it was like a little back and forth. It was actually kind of cute. Those puns also make their way to the super brain because once his sort yes. of stuff has been added to that little stew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a weird story going on in this whole thing, though, and that the. the the, this is sort of later on, but yeah. when they let out those four-eyed monsters, was one of them carrying a VCR or something? <laughs> like they open up. I don't know. They're all in like a cage, and like all of a sudden, there's like six or seven of them who we never see right. again. Yeah, we only really see the what's his name, uh, Yurak. But there's all these other guys that get let out, and I right. could have swore one of them was carrying like an old VCR. I'm like, was he just walking? Was he moving stuff on set? And they were like just throw a mask on him it was like a weird like what was he carrying i didn't actually notice what were that. they do like what is what were they what do they do are they natives of that planet no no i don't think they are because there was the reference later i think Yurak makes a reference to something about these indigenous are uh, they the same warrior class people from the previous ronnie story where she talks you know the whole point of the previous story where she set up the bathhouse and was yeah. taking men's quote unquote essence. 
was that was related to her home planet or wherever she had set set up and she was sort of oh. helping out people. I, I don't know if it's the same race. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Or in not. A, in a story that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, fine. I like that. Maybe it is. Maybe it's Because I, I don't think she ever says their what their name is. Well, what I don't know it? why she has those monsters, because they're terrible at what they do. One of them has like a sniper rifle, and he has multiple shots. Clear shots. Clear, clear shots. shots. And he never takes it. But he was going to shoot he a sparkle gun shoots. at them? Yeah. It's just like, what What are you doing? What are you waiting for? Yeah, so there was there, he had the sparkle neck gun, but then... Uh, that sparkle well, gun. Icona had had a sparkle gun as well that just shot glitter at them and caused them to get confused. Yeah, Icona, the only rebel. It was like, yeah, it was like he is the rebel. It's an army of one. It was everyone well, else is chilling, smoking opium or whatever they're doing at the pleasure palace. Right, Faroon and it's uh, him. the older woman. She she helped. I mean, she got convinced. Yeah, but she at, was at Baius first she doesn't. It no, takes like doesn't. the death of her daughter for her to be like, yes. well, maybe we shouldn't. Have, they sell their people out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, it's not a bad deal because they just chill at this pleasure palace. Only one guy has to work for for her for yeah, the Ronnie. Just Baius. That's it. Seem like a well, bad I guess deal. Sarn did oh, I guess too. the daughter. Yeah, the daughter. Right. And they just hang out in the pleasure palace and uh, hope that the bees don't attack. Did they know <laughs> like, that those? Hey, what are you doing with that chandelier that's buzzing? It's fine. We'll just <laughs> it's put fine. We don't talk about space it. bees up here. I don't understand what was it, that that's always what I mean. there. It's so stupid. They put a <laughs> chandelier they, up wait, full of space bees. Did they do that, or did the Ronnie? The Ronnie have did that. Put she put that there, right? She and put they're just that so there, and that they're was just the, so spaced out that they don't care. There's all like whatever, yeah, man. Do your thing. They're, they're sucking on the space opium. Yeah, but uh, Bayus, he's like tells the doctor instead of saying to the doctor, "If I don't cooperate, he's Ronnie's going to kill all my people." He's like, "Go to pleasure center, okay." And then the doctor's got to wander around the pleasure center. He's like, "I was right. told to come here to figure out what right what's this thing? I don't know." And like that's how they figure out. It was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of this is like it could have well, been solved so much just, quicker. You just, guys can just the say thing. what you mean. Right, and we could, you know, figure this out. But yeah, we could probably cut this story short by one episode if you just tell us exactly what you're thinking. <laughs> That'd make it easier. Bees. <laughs> space bees, <laughs> glowing get out. space bees. It's so weird, and only like two people get killed, and for some yeah. reason the dots are just flying over. Everyone else is fine, and just then they decide around. to do the ankle bracelet bomb. That should right. have been the first thing you did. Yeah. Yeah, when I take over a planet, first yeah. thing I do is put on exploding bracelets and or necklaces. It's just <laughs> a smart thing to do. This lady, I don't know, man. I thought the Ronnie was smart. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, right, so, so... A bunch of stuff happens. A lot of, uh, lot of good stuff. But also nothing happens. Right? Yeah. There's a lot I mean, of, like, getting away. Like, I feel like the doctor's back and forth, caught, back and, forth. and then he gets away, and then he's caught again, and then he gets away, and then Mel's caught, and she gets away, and... There's lots of that stuff. And then the, they need the doctor. She needs the doctor to put him in this thing to figure out right. the time part. Right. Um, but the doctor had gotten away. And so then they capture Mel. Yeah. And then she's like, you'll never catch the doctor. And then the Ronnie's like, yeah, we will. And then the, the next scene is the doctor's captured. <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's totally right. But there's no plan for anything. Like the doctor steals some device that is going to prevent her from doing something. I don't even right. remember what it is. Right. Doesn't and matter. He hand, I'm a he does the trade with a uh, 
a hologram with Urek, now, with a holog- and then yep. like kicks the dirt. Like it was such a dumb. He was like, "I, she got me." I was like, "Are oh. you not good at any of this?" Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't know that that's a hologram. Maybe he's still uh, under the influence of that drug that uh, guess, the Ronnie so hopped him up on. There's so many scenes like that where it's like, "Why is this scene here? Like, what, what is, what is happening?" Right, right, right. I mean, maybe we got spoiled by the fact that the last story was two episodes long, so they kind of packed everything in. It's just, it's just getting back to the thing where it's like. Why say it in four parts when you could say it in three? You could say this one in 15 minutes. There's a 15-minute one. And by the way, this plan, I don't think this plan would work at all. Oh, Not her plan, the doctor's plan. So at the end, jumping to the end, he pauses the countdown. Yes. Not quite sure how, but he pauses the countdown, um, which then delays the missile launch. They do explode the thing. That doesn't that stop comes the after. missile, because the missile still that shoots. That was after, yep, yep, yep. But they say that this uh, dark matter, not dark matter. Uh, strange matter. Strange matter is incredibly dense, where yes. he says, like, if this little tiny tabletop here would have the same gravitational pull as the Earth, or something. Something like that, yeah. If there was an asteroid of that size, yeah. that's going to be a huge gravitational pulling yes. object. It yes. would create sort of complete chaos, pull planets out of their orbit. If a missile was being shot, even if you delayed it five seconds, it's going to. This is. Can you imagine I, I how much of a pull a giant asteroid? If if the Earth was the, the size the of density, a table, right. this is like a massive. Like there should be almost well, a, a black hole forming. Right, 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 right. Everything. You know, being shoved—I don't know—doesn't make any sense. You're, you're right. I mean, uh, is this the part in the show where we insert the explanation from Doctor <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson? All right, hold on, no, <laughs> Doctor Neil. Other, can we get yeah, in here sorry. and talk about the other thing that I don't understand? But you're absolutely right, though. You're absolutely right. Yeah. The solstice. Now, yeah. to my understanding, the solstice—you know—we're as close as possible, uh, right, or furthest away the, from you know, yeah. the poles. The Yes. The angle of the Earth yes. uh, is tilted closer to the sun for the summer solstice, uh, you know, and the the axis of the Earth, the pole of the Earth, is tilted away from the sun in the winter solstice. In reference to the asteroid being in the right position, so that's not really what a. But can't just, you just change the angle of the rocket and shoot it at any point? That's a huge. That's a huge <laughs> flaw. Okay, <laughs> either don't have a fixed ramp for the rocket. A. Or have a guidance system on the rocket so you can steer it, or any number of other diabolical genius things you could think of. It was the really small little flaws in their plan that could have been so easily remedied if the Ronnie yeah, really. She should have to just knocked the doctor out and put the fake, fake strange matter in his TARDIS and sent the TARDIS to Ooh. the asteroid wherever it is. I like that. But it was yeah. just weird the way they Lots kept talking ideas. about the solstice. And, and and I was like, was there going to be more to the salt? And there isn't. It's just. It's a, it's really because the Ronnie is a Wiccan. Oh, and she's just, it's a holiday that thing. That makes sense. That's, that's, that's the only time she had off. That's circle of explosions yeah. that look like a pentagram. That's right. That's right. So we've, we've nailed that one down. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, Undercover mom. Yeah. You Undercover mom. We got that. <laughs> you know where I can get any pot? Um, do, you, do you guys take the pot? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you actually liked the monster costumes for Yurak and the Tay Traps? No, I didn't like it. I thought okay. that they... Well, they reminded me a lot of Star Wars fans will know 
that uh, I think he's in Jabba's palace. It has like three stalk eyes. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, reminded me a little bit of that. I don't know what race that is. I'm, but he had the four around and the the way that it had the vision and yeah, uh, I, it was okay. dumb. It was it's, like it would, see, and that was kind of cool that they they committed to that. So it was like yes, there's all these things, and they're like, okay, every time you see his POV, we're gonna see uh, you know overlapping, overlapping as the eyes come together images. Yeah, which seems yeah. like he could never get anything done. It seemed too chaotic. Because uh, the doctor's about in the very beginning when we first see this POV, the doctor's going to destroy a machine, whatever it does, with an umbrella, and right. then the guy comes in, and like 15 minutes later, the doctor still could just destroy the machine. He's just going to wait. He's going to wait it out, and then he gets knocked over, and then he's not uh, out cold. Yeah, there's lots of that stuff. There's lots. Yeah, of, exactly. Like, I know. Yes. The 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 action scenes are so poorly done, but with very not, not little very care of like making trying to make it look like it it means anything. I think they spent a lot of the time in pre production where they would have done the combat scenes, just doing um, getting the the running right. They really wanted to get the way that the Lakotians run. Uh, so they just did that for weeks on end, so they get the right angle. Ugh, yeah, no, the, the, they, they were just really—they were just really silly. The uh, the fight scenes just didn't really do much. Not that this show was really well known for those those fight scenes, but they were they were t- particularly egregious here. Well, this is 1987, so they probably spent almost all of the money on that CGI opening. I think that was probably eight all of the time in the money. Uh, but I mean, anyway, really speaking speaking of this story. Yeah. Mel. This is our yes. third Mel? Third Mel story. Right? Because we had, sure. she was in the. Yes, 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 yes. The yes, yes. Uh, Ultimate Foe, yep. and then whenever she was introduced in the Vervoids. Yes. Was the Vervoids that she was introduced? Doesn't matter. Close enough. It wasn't the Vervoids. But it, don't correct us. We yeah, don't it doesn't care. Doesn't matter. We, we saw her before Ultimate Foe. That's yes. all we need to. Yes. Let's just lay yes, it out. No, it was Vervoids because she was out on the, on the starship and the mining ship and blah, blah, blah. Okay, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't remember if the Vervoids is the shaved head Perry, uh, or if that was a different one. Doesn't matter. What did you think of her? Or what do you think of her? Because now this is uh, her. We've been with her long enough to know if she's yeah enjoyable. Well, um, I think (laughs) she she was more. This outing for her was much more similar to the way she was in the first, where she is. More competent, she has agency. She takes action. Um, she's, you know, thinking. Of course, because she's always the, just the nature of the show. It's always the damsel in distress. But she at least has some facility to get herself out of a jam, to talk her way out, to have some sort of action uh, of her own. I really do like that, um, as opposed to sometimes we see a little bit more passive uh, companions. And she didn't have honestly a whole lot to do. She didn't um, have a lot to do previously in the in the previous story. Right. So she- so. I was going to say, with this story, though, did she have a lot to do? I mean, she does get away. She does away. a lot, but there's not a lot to do. Right. Like, nothing really comes of what she does, but she's she's in a fair amount. I mean, She screams she gets... a little too much for my liking. Yeah. It's kind of like a piercing <laughs> It's the tone of her voice. through your brain. Yeah. Uh, and it's it hurts. Um, it's as though glass has gone directly through your yeah. cortex. Yeah. She did get to get hung upside down uh, like Luke on Hoth, which was kind of fun. Oh, I'm glad you said that. Good. Explain the ending uh, when oh. the Ronnie 
is going to escape. Her part of her plan yes. is basically to destroy the entire planet, turn it into a time well, manipulator. And right. she doesn't care about the four-eyed beasts. Right. The four-eyed beast overhears this because they've got speakerphone on uh, in the other room <laughs> and it's picking up everything that she's saying. And then later on, him and all of his uh, brethren sneak into her TARDIS. So when she splits, they yeah. turn on her yeah. and they hang her up. But everyone's hanging up at the one guy. Why are well, the other they're like ones bats. hanging up? Because they're like bats. There was the one. So they're just when, sleeping while. Yeah, she, I think they're just hanging. That's how they. That's how they just chill out. It just seemed weird that only one of them's on the ground yelling, and everyone else is also hanging. It's like, did he yeah. capture all? Like, are they, he taking? It was a weird. It was a weird choice. But I. But yeah, I guess they're right. Bat so now, so now they captured the Ronnie, and they're gonna use her to make plasma that they can eat forever. I guess that's the goop that was running down the. Not sure. Into into the pit because so there was a whole bunch of the tea traps that were underground in a cage or something right, and, with the VCR, the, like watching old with the VCR, Simon they were watching. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they would. Who was feeding them? Like it was it it was uh, it was. What's his name? Uh, the the Bayes, the one that was the collaborator. Was he feeding them the goop that would come down between the stairs? I don't know. I it was just so know. weird. Every once in a while, they would just go down those stairs, and you'd yeah. see that they're that but was, there. But there's no point in any of that. No, at most you ever see is Urak, and then there's the one guy that helps him. Those are the only two that you really see that of doing anything really, besides the ones that kind of threaten the doctor. Okay, whatever. That all happened. All right, so. I feel like we've covered everything, right? We've pretty much covered there's, all the high points. There's other plot points maybe we're missing, but all in yeah. all, I really didn't like it. You kind of liked it. Uh, I didn't dislike it as much as I thought I might. So yeah, it was it what, was a middle of the road kind of story for me. For it a was a low point. Yes, for a first Doctor story. Yes, a regeneration story. You yeah. like Sylvester McCoy? Yes, so far I like him. Uh, with the worry that the malpropism thing is just going to get overdone um but so far i i like his energy i like that he has a range like i said before he was kind of emo and i didn't mean that to necessarily be horrible but it was i i didn't like it as much as his more comedic kind of antics but the fact that he has a range is is nice to see yeah i thought um, he was better over great yeah over the four parts so when we first yes. got him it was kind of hard and like eh, i don't know and then it, yes. he got sort of progressively better. I think there's a ton of potential for him to be a I great so doctor. Yep. Uh, this was not a great story. So we'll see what happens next time. And maybe we need a Pippin Jane break, perhaps. Maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe that's part of it. We'll I, I like him because I, I feel like he's kind of the best part of the second doctor and he, the fourth doctor, in a way. He reminded me a lot of Patrick Troughton. Yeah, that's yeah. That sort of like... I really like that. So uh, hobo like, uh, what's well, not hobo? <laughs> but like, it's like a well, funny like, clowny kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Trouton had his his recorder that he would play. Um, uh, McCoy was playing the spoons at one point, which was kind of, I mean, it was silly, but it was fun. It was it was something different. So, yeah. and and you know, and he's definitely got, um, interesting mannerisms and um the way that he's able to put things together um the way that the doctor does but his logic seems a little bit different than others i i, I have high, i have high hopes for him even if i don't have super high hopes for this particular season yeah um 
So yeah. Well, I would say I feel better about where it'll go yep. from this than I did on the twin dilemma. Oh boy. Of where it would go with I mean, Colin Baker. And that's not yeah. a dig against Colin Baker. I feel like Colin Baker didn't have a it's chance. It's a dig against those twins. It's a dig against whoever's putting the show together. Yeah. I think it's that JNT guy, right? We're we gonna blame yeah, somebody. Still, let's just blame him. Let's blame him. For sure. All right, so do I know we have a number, unless you have anything to add, we Folks, have a number of comments, tweets, reviews. We have a ton of feedback. So in order to keep this show from being five hours long, um, we're not going to read every part of everything, but we did read it to begin with. So we read everything. Uh, a lot of what you had to say, uh, for me at least, kind of fit into what I uh, kind of went back and looked at this. Um there's a lot of good insight there. So thank you very much for taking the time to email us, to tweet at us, also especially to write reviews, which we have a number of. So thank you very much for that. Um, but let's just jump into, uh, you want to start with emails? we got emails. I think we should do emails first, Dan. Okay, awesome. So first of all, from uh, Luke Weber, he says, uh, hey, Eric, Dan, I just wanted to say I've been binge listening to the podcast to catch up for the next round of Classic Who Reviews. I'm uh, now with you at Colin Baker Reviews. I know he comes across poorly, but it's widely known now that Eric uh, Sawward didn't like the casting of Baker and as script editor made him a bit of a mockery. Yeah, we, and we kind of saw that in the uh, Sawward's exit um, in the previous season. So that definitely came through. So thank you for that. Um, it wasn't until he was sacked from... Um, Sacrifice. Until he was sacked from the show. I yeah. Sacrifice. I was like, it just got sacrifice. Dark. It's like stone hey, man, going on. They got to keep the show on the air. They got to do what they can. Um, and he also does, uh, Luke recommends that we check out some of the big finish stuff, um, especially some Eighth Doctor stuff. So we will definitely do that. And uh, Luke, also thank you for the recommendations of ones to stories to come back to when we go back around again. So thank you very much for that. And also for the five star review, which is kind of awesome. I think we might have that later. Yeah, so that's cool. Thank you very much. Um, Paul Paranoid writes to us. Um, he says that he's sad because he can't stand the McCoy era, and he thinks he's going to step out for a bit. Uh, Paul, you've been tweeting at us and writing us a lot. Um, so if you do step away, we're going to miss you. But hey, maybe we'll make the McCoy era fun. Um, so maybe you should stick with us. Um, he says he actually stopped watching when Bonnie Langford was cast. Um, he sees why they went that way, um, but he couldn't take this show seriously anymore. She's so 100% musical theater. And I think that's a pretty good description of the way that she she performs very big, shall we say, to the yeah. back row of the theater. Um, what do you think, I mean, of, of the cast? You asked me what I thought of um, Mel at this point. What do, you, what do you think how she's... Well, I feel like I liked her a lot in Terror of the Vervoids. And since then, it's been a downward... Uh, trend for me. Even in this her. one, too. Yeah, I just find her to be kind of annoying in a way. Like, mm. it's too much screaming. I just feel like she's always screaming. More so than any of the other... Compa- I mean, there are a lot of companions that... I don't know. I just feel like she's a little... She's too, a little too bubbly for me, I think. Hmm. A little too, like... <laughs> was that crazy frog that was, yeah. no but uh, yeah we'll see i mean I, I don't know how much longer we have with her although at the end of this the, do- uh, the doctor's like you'll get used to me but i know that ace is coming gabo is coming so i i don't know if mel is on for another couple stories or if she's out next story or what but i don't think her her time 
with us is is going to last long. too long. Okay. Well, we'll see. I I, mean, you know, right. I gave my feelings. I think she's she's pretty good. Um. So thank you, Paul, for for that feedback as well. I know there was a lot more, um, but we read it all. Just not going to read it all at the moment. Um. Uh. Todd Stutz writes to us. Um. Uh, says. Uh, regarding the ultimate foe i finished listening to your review of the ultimate foe i wanted to comment about some things that were said about colin baker i agree with you that his first season was not good but i believe that w- that he was hitting a stride in the second season i think we said kind of the same thing that he kind of he did get better as he went and figured out what the character was going to be um goes on to say at that time he said he wanted to play the role for longer than tom baker did if it had not been for all the madness that was going on at the bbc at the time he very well could have accomplished that it would have been great to see what he could have done with the role if he had been given the time to play it longer, but odds, but the odds were against him. You said that you would start reviewing Sylvester McCoy's time as the, as the Doctor, and I will tell you right off the bat that his first season was not very good at all. But like Colin Baker, he started to hit his stride in the second season as well. Thank you uh, for that foreshadowing. Hopefully, uh, if we hate this season, that'll be enough to keep us going. Um goes on to say tom baker will always be my favorite doctor with john pertwee coming in a close second i look forward to reviewing more pertwee's time as the doctor uh when we come back around again so thank you very much todd yep i look forward to doing uh those first three doctors in more detail as well um todd does go on with a whole bunch of thoughts about uh this particular story and i gotta tell you um i watched the story wrote up my notes and then looked at what you wrote to us and there's a lot of similarities here so if i repeated any of your points um it's just because we were very in sync there but uh there was one that really stuck out to me uh that i even noted as well when mel's being dragged along the rocks um in those white pants they never get dirty okay. the entire time and it did actually it bother me as well yes, that totally it really sense. it it did bug me uh she's wearing the brilliant white pants uh they never got dirty oh, and then um the fact that the doctor also is with the ronnie dressed as mel and then he sees the other mel and he never thinks like well wait a minute this is weird they're both and then the ronnie especially mel is like oh no that's the ronnie and he's like Oh yeah, it was just yeah. kind of like. Just but he had had that moment where he was looking at the Ronnie, and then Mel's face was superimposed. Yeah. So he already had that inkling, and he had said He's pre- like something suspicious. was wrong. He's suspicious. He's suspicious already, so, but he immediately yeah. just assumes that it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Go yeah. on. Super weird. Um, there's a whole bunch of points here. They were all. Thank you very much. Does the Ronnie have a Louis Vuitton Tardis? Is nice. Um, uh, he actually points out that so the the brain comes up with what this material should be that goes into the rocket ship oh, um, and it flashes it. it flashes the name on the screen uh loy hergill uh which uh todd points out as an anagram for holy grail which oh, is kind of nice i didn't realize that i there must it have was been kind of some reason for why that why though? they why? say the name of it because at that yeah. point it's like just who cares I did go and look to see. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, really? It could have been anything. It could have been, you know, like a chemical composition, like notation or something. But no, they, they went right. with Holy it's Grail an, instead. But anyway. Um, thank but you okay. for all of the feedback. Holy Grail. Holy Grail. Yeah. Great. So that was pretty awesome. And and the, you pointed out that the the doctor getting injected into the brain caused it to go psychotic, which was a lot of fun. That that back and forth with all the different voices was so a lot of fun. Stupid, yeah. So I thought, <laughs> hey, one person's stupid is another person's good time, um, as we fine. know. 
So thank you guys uh, for all the emails that you sent to us um, and the other emails that you sent that give us uh, recommendations on stories to catch the second round. So we have a bunch of those as well. So thanks for yeah, that. If you want to add to well. that email, it's the old Doctor Who show at gmail.com. Yes, sir. Um, on the Twitter machines, we had a bunch here. So I'm just going to uh, quickly look at these. Uh, World Enough in Time, which is a podcast that uh, I checked out while I was on my flight over to um, Iceland. Uh, it's a brother and sister duo um, doing reviews. But they've been, they have been watching the show since they were kids. So they're coming back and re-watching them. Um, so it's kind of fun. It's, it's, their dynamic is really cool. So um, uh, World Enough in Time responds to us about this story, uh, saying the 15-year-old me thought it was the worst story ever and the final nail in whose coffin. I didn't believe that the series could turn around after this, but it did. Thank you for that note of optimism, eventually. Uh, in a story of utter stupidity, uh, they chose to have the Lacarians run. It's easily the stupidest yeah, thing. That, yeah, right? the way they run. That was right? a choice that somebody choice. made. And I wonder yes. if it was the actor. If the actor was like had been up all night working on his part and writing in his notebook, like, my character likes to eat potatoes. And then he was probably on Backstory, set backstory, like, backstory. What if I just ran with my arms back and the director's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> But then he Fine, made that, we're, we're done shooting at three. In, at three, so. <laughs> we're losing the light. But then, <laughs> then all anyone who had who ran had to run like that. So that was, that was a strong choice. Well, for the everything. good thing is you only get one lacarian, uh, librarian, sure. a librarian yeah, outside. Librarians. Really, you only get that Two. one guy running around. Well, and Sarn dying. Before she, you know, she, she does. Gets spun yeah, off she's running. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. At one point, there's you know two, two in the field. Speaking of that, um, so Sarn gets picked up in the snow globe, spun around, hits a wall, and dies. Um, Mel gets picked up in oh, a snow yeah, globe. Oh, yeah, bounces all over. Bounces Ends all around. in a stream or a little it small lands in a lake. lake. Yeah, luckily uh, for and her. And then he unhooks the bottom. There's a lot Very of... Very MacGyvery. I do like yeah. the MacGyvery stuff, because also when they take off the ankle bracelets... They took it the off The doctor's like, whoa, wait a minute. If we just connect a wire from this point... Where am I going to get a wire to from? To that point. It's like, well, that is How am I going to get the proper wire? They pulled it out of one of those those 80s light things that had little fiber yeah. optic filaments that came out. It was great. It was great. They should have had lava lamps in the back. It would have been perfect. Um, thank you, uh, guys, for responding to that one. Um, on Twitter as well, uh, J, uh, WJ Bird says, uh, outstanding FX. Huh. I take issue with that. Uh, but you can tell Sylvester's not been given much direction and told to just wing it. He's a breath of fresh air, though, and I love his uh, love his costume. Agreed on those latter two points. The first one, hmm, questionable. Wait, what was the first um, one? The outstanding effects. Oh, okay. Yep. Gl glitter guns. Uh, that intro alone is enough to ding it. Um, it goes on to say, I remember thinking I want a Kanamara as Mel permanently. Yes. A bit harsh on Bonnie, but she was actually better at being the character. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can see that. And again, I don't cool. mean... More Kate. I'm with that. I feel like, you know, it's not a... Because I don't like her has nothing to do with her as an actress because I feel like I have seen her do good work or what yes. I thought was good work, which was the Nancy Drewish. I'm trying to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like we got any of that in this. I mean, she does not, not sort much, of... No. She is sort of active and she's trying to get to the doctor and she's escaping her captor and all that stuff is cool. But I feel like she's not she's not really figuring anything out yeah right or maybe i just like my eyes glazed I, over too much in no this i mean she i think she had a little bit of that at least more so than we saw in uh the previous certainly story more than first, perry probably would have yes had, uh, perry again but it's still the damsel in distress thing just really bugs me i know it's 
Well, that's a, a remnant that's of the era, but it just kills me. Um, also, Bernard D says uh, about this story, it's not even remotely good, is it? Already missing the heady days of watching the trial, eh? Uh, when stories at least had an attempt at plot and a lead who could act. I uh, unsurprisingly un- disagree with some of that. I think that uh, McCoy will be fantastic. I hope. I have strong hopes. I haven't seen anything else, but I like what he's doing so far. Um, I don't miss the trials so much, um, and I thought it was I thought it was decent. Eric might agree more with you, Bernard, on that one that it's not even remotely good, though. So yeah, I, yeah, I didn't really like it. But I, mean, it's got, <laughs> I think we've got we've gotten do, that. And yeah, we, we, and we, I we feel see. like I agree with you on McCoy in that I don't think if this was his only thing, I'd be like, I don't know about him. He's not a great doctor, but there's a ton of what I see as potential. Yeah, and I I feel like. I kind of know Sylvester McCoy. I've seen him in other things, so I kind of already like him. So I know he's a good actor, and I know we'll get to where we're gonna we need to get to. Um, but cool. Bernard also had sent us a tweet too that I wanted to post on the on the show page of like we had to name all of the and you you oh, alerted yeah. it to me that we had to name all of the uh, Colin Baker's companions. Someone had did some artwork of. Uh, Baker in the TARDIS. Check that out on our on our timeline on Twitter of um, uh, a whole pantheon yeah. of and, and, of companions right. or people that he met and in different stories. And we named them all, which I thought was pretty <laughs> impressive, uh, considering the, we're pretty they were spot on, pretty new. Yeah, so there's a lot of uh, characters you might you might not have heard of, uh, but they're yeah. there. Yeah, including Ray, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was in yeah. there. I didn't yeah, know she made a cameo. She, she made pretty an amazing, appearance, which is kind of cool. Pretty great. What can't that woman do? Um, uh, going back die, to the tweets. Dan. This is absolutely. That's the oh, one knock thing on. That Where's the wood? Jeez, there's no wood here. Uh, R.I.P. Um, I mean, no, agreed. not R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> live forever. May she live forever. Um, going back to the tweeters, uh, Chris of Paddocks wrote to us. Um, this is McCur- uh, the first McCoy season is weak sauce, but once Ace enters the picture, things really get going. Tom and the Ronnie is a little insipid, if I recall correctly. Uh, he'll also quickly mention that I'm really glad you're doing the final season of Classic Who in its entirety. Holy crap, I didn't realize we were doing it in its entirety. I'm a little worried. Yeah, I think uh, pretty much we are covering every Sylvester McCoy story that happened to be on BritBox. Yeah, which is everything except any Dalek ones, I would guess. Now, to so back great. up a little bit on, on that person's comment. So Christops, did, yeah. you, did you take from that that we'll be with Mel for this season? That's and then next what, season will become Ace. That's what I'm I'm inferring from that All as right, well. So we'll get a couple more stories then with fingers uh, crossed. Meg, uh, Mel, Meg, Mel, with Meg. Meg. <laughs> Um, Chris also said, "I'm uh, okay." Da, 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 da. Uh, while not a season-long story, this this next uh, the final series, um, a la key to time or the trial, uh, it's more like a new Who season-long story with uh, long-form threads going throughout the series, which I say is perfect for me. I like that the myth arc stuff. Um, and then Paul Paranoid on the Twitter as well as the email says, uh, it, "For me, it just wasn't Doctor Who anymore." Um, and that's no offense to Sylvester, who made a pretty good doctor, but uh, a good doctor when he got to be a bit older. But sadly, there's no uh, pretense, as this is a cross-generational fantasy show anymore. It's just a weird mixture of children's TV and fan service. Um, yeah, so I could see that. Um, yeah, and then uh, other people responded, but they also responded in emails. So we got we got a bunch of that from uh, you guys already. So thank you very much for um, for taking the time to write to us both in the email or tweeting at us at 
uh, TODW show on Twitter. We appreciate that. And we'll have the gifts up there for this episode later. Last thing, Eric, the best thing, best for last, is the reviews. We Did got we get some... any comments on the website? We, we got comments, but they week. were... Yeah, those Next comments time. were mostly about things for uh, once to come back to, but then there were some some about different stories. We'll save those. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we'll save those for the next the good one. Stuff. We are really we're really it's running like along two here. Two hours or show now. Yep, uh, we are never ending this show. Um, so these are these are the foreign ones. If if you could take a look to see if we got any uh, U.S. ones, that the be last awesome. well, U.S. one we got was from June 14th, and I believe we we did that already. We read that one. Great. Okay. Uh, so way to go, uh, this U.S. One, by the letting way. us down again uh five-star review top who podcast uh from call jefferson top in who. the uk um <laughs> it's top who uh it's so great to join eric and dan on their doctor who journey via this entertaining podcast i love the fact that they are coming to the series fresh and make it a rule not to read up or skip ahead and i will put in parentheses or even do any research in parentheses i don't think you should uh, do research like, no you're right i i'm watching it just like uh just like, like they an, would have we're not really doing a, a classic doctor who analysis you know no, what I mean? Not. It's not like a six-part Vimeo series where we're going to break down every, you know, shot and and it's we're just watching. No, it. that's coming later. We're going to do that yeah, later. Um, they're enjoying them and critiquing them as I did for the first time around. Exactly, that's how we do it. Can't wait to see what they make of McCoy. Who subscribe today? So everyone, you're already subscribed, so you don't need to keep that. that. Tell your what friends. A nice though. review. That was very nice. Um, Here's another five-star review. Uh, the definitive classic Doctor Who review ah, podcast. Uh, okay. I like that. That's a poll quote. From uh, LBW1997 in the UK. Great podcast. Both Eric and Dan have such a chemistry. It makes every review a joy to listen to. I give this five stars as it is the Tom Baker of old Doctor Who podcasts. That's another great uh, poll quote. The definitive article, you could say. Very nice as well. Um, Eric and Dan are always funny and good to listen to, and it's nice to keep, uh, nice to watch along and listen to them, like with your buddies watching some classic. I like Luke. that keep review up, guys, so much Luke. better. That was Luke. Says, oh, thanks, Luke. Yeah, it says we're always funny. Every once in a while, we yeah. get like someone's like, it's sometimes it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip ahead. Those skip ahead. Sometimes comments. So thank you for saying always. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, another five star review: uh, A trip down memory lane. Uh, by Dave Comics in Motion podcast in the UK. Oh yeah, we talked uh, about Comics in Motion podcast last uh, time. That was the yeah. podcast that I was on yeah. uh, for an interview. So I thank them again, and you should check. Them Thanks out. for the review, guys. That's thank awesome. Thank you for the review. So go on. Uh, they say Eric and Dan's enthusiasm for older Doctor Who shows is infectious. It is treatable, guys. Um, and uh, really enjoyed listening to the lighthearted take on some classics. Yeah, thank well, you for that. That's awesome. And lastly, and most awkwardly, is another five-star review. Uh, awesome work from Pete from Australia in the Australian iTunes store. It says, thanks, guys. Long-time listener, first-time reviewer here. I've been watching Who for about 35 years, and things can get a bit stale with that many rewatches. But listening to your podcast is like listening anew. Oh, that's very nice. Thanks. Um, your tri-weekly adventure is A-grade listening. The rapport between you guys is evident and very listenable. And Dan's sexy voice doesn't hurt either that's pretty cool i guess i don't have a sexy voice oh no 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 yours so is the opposite of sexy <laughs> yours, yours just is like the only gr- thing keeping like us glass uh, <laughs> I, I i edit these podcasts i hate my voice too so uh i can't stand my voice but thank you for that sounds of dan oh like my you should God. do those youtube videos where you just talk and what are they called? oh the asthma videos the yeah, asthma yeah. videos yeah you i'm gonna get, get in on that i'm just gonna whisper 
to you right now for the rest of the show. Yeah, but that's the okay, sexiest so, uh, review we've ever gotten. That is. So, uh, rare. So thanks for, for that milestone, folks. <laughs> no, we appreciate all the reviews, even when they're awkward and, and I have to read them aloud. So I'm I'm assuming that was the joke we got here. So thank I you for that. I don't think it was a joke, Dan. Oh, thanks, Eric. I think, I think uh, you wrote you it. I think you're enjoying voice. my The people have spoken. <laughs> and, uh, sexiest voice in podcasting. Yeah. That's what they call me. Um, that's it. Okay. That's it. I think We're we got through them all. Done. Good lord, a long episode. Well, folks, we're going to leave in the 15 minutes of technical difficulties that you didn't get to enjoy as well. We'll put that after the, the end song if you yeah, want to listen true. to I'm looking at my nothing. clock. It's like, wow, this is long, but there is, Dan's not There's lying. A good 15 there minutes of nothing. When FaceTime stopped working. Yeah. Um, so if you guys, um, again, if you want to email us the old doctor who show at gmail.com, if you want to tweet at us, T O W show on Twitter, also on Instagram where the, uh, the gifts will be, we have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash, uh, the old doctor who show. We have a PO box for real like life things that you want to send us. PO yeah, box. We got some two, artwork. We one, three, one red bank, New two, Jersey, one, one. zero two, seven, seven, zero one. You can send us stuff. Send us anything you'd like, and uh, no, don't send us send, send us appropriate us things. Send us appropriate things, please. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Things. Yeah, um, and then also obviously we are on our website, uh, theolddoctorwhoshow.com. That's where you can see all of our previous uh, reviews. Um, you can subscribe there, leave us a comment on any of the show pages about that episode, or leave us a comment on the schedule page and let us know which stories we should be hitting on round two so thank you guys very much and with that anything else to put in there yeah yeah i would add uh get ready to join us on october 3rd when we tackle the next story paradise towers which i believe is it's faulty towers the faulty Faulty tower spinoff no but i believe uh that is the next story in uh yeah in his run, right? I don't think there's yeah, any word missing in between. Although sometimes there's licensing things in a story that you may it's want the next us one to that's do, available it's not to available us. to us, like uh, yeah, this any of the Dalek stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah so Paradise right. Towers is next. Coming at your face. Okay. All right. So thanks, everybody. Good times. Well, t- great times. Peace. The best times. Bye. Peace. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. Have a great day. Peace. Peace.
robots, you know?